All right, everybody. Welcome out to the Bonner Show today. Today we are going to be doing a new segment. We call it Take It or Leave It, but it will be after we talk about the Masters. And Scott, even before we talk about the Masters, I want to talk about probably the biggest news in Utah Jazz basketball history in in recent memory, in all honesty. Dwayne Wade, a, a, a Hall of Famer, has taken part ownership in the Utah Jazz. How do you feel about it? I just felt more confused than anything, like excited nonetheless. But like, I probably, if I had heard that Dwayne Wade was going to take ownership in any NBA team, the Jazz would probably be the 30th team that I would pick that he would be (laughs) taking ownership in. But obviously like super exciting and like makes you feel like the the Jazz are actually on the up and up and well-respected around the league for what they've been doing recently. I, I think there's probably a good amount of respect from uh, Donovan Mitchell and Dwayne Wade mutually there, but I, I think it's credit to Ryan Smith, man. Uh, I don't know if you know how D Wade and Ryan Smith met. I, I have a little bit of backstory on that, but I do think it comes down to, to those two and their connection. And, and that's what brought D Wade. you share it for us then. Oh, Okay. Um, so D Wade, once he retired back in 2019, um, he went golfing and I think he went golfing with a buddy and Ryan Smith was golfing with a buddy and they ended up all going together and D Wade and Ryan Smith just instantly hit it off. And D Wade was asking him about Qualtrics and, and kind of how he got into the tech world and was really interested in, in his business background and everything. So it was really cool. And it seemed like they just became really, really tight and good friends from, almost instantly so it it was really cool to hear about that and and think that that's what brought d wade to to utah to be a part owner Wait, yeah, do you know did it say where they were even golfing at was he like golfing in utah or something along those lines or they just randomly happened to me no i think it was in california okay. um i can't for the exact course but it, it wasn't in utah it was in california or florida i can't remember which okay one. well that just lets you know all relo- all roads lead back to golf Always, no matter what. Oh, if you're ever going to be able to do something to BS with someone about, you better get good at golf, man. Because if, if you can chat on the golf course and not be upset the whole time, that's a, that's a good place that's to a good start. a way to close a deal, for sure. It, it is. Well, speaking about golf, let, let's take that as a liaison into the Masters. We just had one of the biggest tournaments happen in, in uh, potentially in our lifetime. This is the first time in... And Asian has won the uh, Masters, and and it's going to be awesome. What do you think about the Masters? I want to say I'm excited for next year's Masters dinner. I heard uh, Matsuyama is going to be bringing some sushi, uh, which I'm I'm super excited to hear about. Sushi, I you know he might as well just go all out with something like way crazy, like on the menu, just to like totally mess with the other golfers. Like this is his advantage to 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 take advantage and defend the title next year by just throwing something like crazy out some sort of giant squid meal i don't know the the main dishes of uh japan but i would be uh i would be shocked if he didn't uh, have something interesting prepared but like you said like credit to him he absolutely just like rocked rocked the world the entire weekend like i feel like once the uh once the rain delay happened from there on out he was just in the zone outside of like a couple holes on sunday and no one no one really could even keep it close outside of Xander for like 30 seconds there. It, exactly. He, after that rain delay, he had a couple of Eagles, which really separated him from the pack and, and he hit birdies. He just, 
he was just banging everything down. And what about poor Xander Shoffley, man? He It felt like at moments he should have been in this and should have just been right there neck and neck with Matsuyama. Well, what was funny is, so he was paired up with Matsuyama, obviously, and he got off to a really bad start on Sunday, I know. I, I think he bogeyed a, the, a few of the first holes, and so he kind of put himself in a hole, and then he got hot, what, around like a little bit after Amen Corner, like 13, 14, um, somewhere in there, and had like four straight birdies that he rattled off. And so you fi- you kind of felt like the momentum was changing, and then, like, I guess the beauty of the Masters is just, like, you really don't ever know what's going to happen on the back nine. And just when you think, like, roads are leading towards a certain, like, storyline happening, like, this this magical comeback is going to happen. Matsuyama might not be able to keep it together. Shoffley puts it in the drink. And I think everybody was shocked when that, when that happened just because of how well he was playing up to that point and how rattled it seemed like Matsuyama was. Yeah, it was... It was insane. I can't remember what hole it was, but I remember thinking Xander Schauffele was in the bunker. I can't remember if it was 15 or 16. And Matsuyama had hit over the green and almost went into the... I can't remember if he oh, went he into went the water. Or... The drink. Yeah, he, he, so he, he, he sailed it over the green and it like had no chance of staying on it. Like, it was like destined for water from the moment I left the club. Matsi came back and like bogeyed that hole. It wasn't like he had like a bad yeah. hole there. He no, he back. totally he totally saved that part five, and that that's what honestly maybe like kept him from kept him from having to go to a playoff in the end. I, it it was crazy. It it was almost just magical in in Matsi's favor. I know on the first hole I was watching when he teed off, he hit into the trees, and I thought he was gonna be like. 30 feet deep in the trees, no way he's getting out. But it was like perfectly set with just like one open clearing. And he was like perfectly set for the hole from his shot. It was, it just seemed magical for Mozzie. That, that happened day. on like 10 or 11 too. The, the, like I said, the momentum was kind of shifting and he like hooked it bad off of his tee shot and the tree just like laid it out there. Like it was just heaven sent and the ball just plopped right back in like the rough for the fairway. But he had like, plenty of room to work with and it felt like it was his day and good for him he was he was super awesome to watch and he was like just obviously super respectful he has a great story and just a great storyline for like the entire continent of of asia obviously so many nations and people there are, are so proud of him and happy for him it would have been so stressful not only to like i know a couple of golfers were like saying like props to him i can't even like deliver under pressure for my family and friends let alone an entire freaking country oh yeah well not even a country so a whole a whole freaking continent, continent. yeah absolutely um and and one thing that's crazy is the masters does team up with certain latin american uh golf courses and asian golf courses and they do like a mini masters type deal i can't remember the exact name of it but uh and Matsi came from from that uh, that course and from that uh, regimen and stuff that they were doing the Masters over in Asia. So it it was really cool that he was able to come and actually win at the Masters, and it was so cool seeing him put on the green jacket. And one of my favorite moments from the whole Masters actually came on the 18th tee um, or the 18th green when his caddy took the uh, flagstick back and and bowed to the 18th. Uh, 
the 18th green and uh it, it was just so beautiful what it meant and, and what it meant to asia as a as a yeah whole. you could tell i was like a huge sign of respect and obviously a really like just special moment um for so many people it was really cool i did you see the pictures of him like walking around the next day in the airport with like the green jacket just like slung over the chair next to him <laughs> like he just had it out and carrying yeah. it around like like it was just it was just nothing it was pretty funny to see how awesome is that how awesome is it? it's just so cool and it's so awesome and and now he has the exemption he can go there anytime he's gonna be at every master's dinner now man it's gonna it's so cool it is i i any other favorite moments from master's week honestly i was trying to think of some shots i really loved a couple of the the hole outs that jordan spieth had from from off the green those were he got pretty lucky on on a, a few of them but were pretty incredible and obviously my boy uh justin thomas did not quite come through like like what i would have hoped on the uh on our last podcast with my prediction. So any other moments that, that stuck out to you about the overall weekend? Uh, moments, not really just like some thoughts that, I mean, Johnny Rambo had a good Sunday. I didn't even think he was going to be in contention and he ended up in the top five, you know? Um, so Johnny Rambo, the other thing I thought of is I just thought of this at, at every master's dinner. If, if Matsuyama ever talks, he's going to have to bring in a translator, man. So some translator for the rest of his life will be able to go into Augusta. How cool is that? <laughs> just got another guy a job. That's great. I, I love Rambo. Um, maybe he just realized like Saturday night, he was just scrolling through Amazon or something like that. And was just seeing how expensive babies are. And he just needed to like claw his way back into actual prize money because he didn't look like he was doing anything the entire weekend and then all of a sudden sunday he just came out and couldn't miss the whole so maybe he was just like i gotta get my crap together babies are freaking blow i gotta blow the bag on this baby i i thought he was trying to hurry home to get home to the baby but you could be even more right he's he's nervous about all the spending for the baby who knows who knows? But yeah, he had a, a pretty incredible run there too. I have one question for you before we uh, wrap up Masters talk: Is how how oh, big yeah. of a lead would you need um, turning the back nine on Masters Sunday to feel comfortable winning? The back nine with Amen Corner and everything. Oh, um, well, I think I shoot. I think I average about triple bogey right now. Um, yeah, on, but that's on, that's on regular courses, not a not one of the toughest courses in the in the entire PGA Tour, dude. So probably like a, you'd be averaging what a quintuple bogey. Oh, easy quintuple, maybe maybe six strokes over. I don't know. I'd probably need to feel comfortable with the way Matsuyama and if I was playing with Matsuyama and Shafle that last day, I probably would have needed a a fifty stroke. <laughs> um, at least, at least. That's being generous, too. That is being very generous. I'd probably need 60 strokes, in all honesty, to get the win. But 50 strokes to feel semi-comfortable. 50 strokes, dude. That would be them making up five strokes per per hole, pretty much. I think you could do it with 50 strokes. I was thinking more. Maybe I'm way too confident, but I was thinking more like 30. Oh, man. I those greens are freaking insane, You're right. Man. You're right. Even know. a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, though. We get lucky every, every now and then. Maybe maybe lucky enough to get a triple bogey one hole. 
I think with 50, I could go in and they would probably make up 49 shots and <laughs> I'd feel good because I no sweat. That's about I, like, no I'd sweat on your back, dude. Eking it, eking it no out sweat. with the, uh, the solid 102 on the back nine. <laughs> <laughs> nice, n- nice, cool 102 after, after shooting just amazing shots the rest of the day. Yeah. So that, that's great. Masters, do you have anything else on, on Masters? No, just looking forward to the uh, the next majors. I think we had some exciting uh, developments from, from, from some of the younger players. It was sad, obviously, we didn't have Tiger there and felt kind of different. The Masters always does without him. But a lot of just like up-and-coming potential to, to look forward to throughout the rest of the golf season. It, it'll be awesome and, and definitely a lot of good things to come for sure. Well, Scott, let's move on to our next uh, segment. This is our new segment called Take It or Leave It. Um, In it, we basically give a scenario and you say take it or leave it. Take it meaning, yes, I'll ride with it. Or leave it meaning, basically, no, I don't think that's going to happen. So let's let's start off with the first one, Scott. Uh, Jadavian Clowney, uh, today or yesterday, signed with the Browns. And my question is, are the Browns a Super Bowl contender? Uh, take it or leave it, are the Browns a Super Bowl contender? Yes, I think they were a contender before the Clowney signing. Do I think they need to – do they? Th- do I think they need to, to, I guess, like win a Super Bowl or even be like in the conference championship for it to be a successful season? I don't think so just because of the uh, the youth still that exists on their team. I don't think their window is necessarily like really small. So I'm, okay. I'm, uh, I guess I'd say I, I I'll take it because they they should they should still have their sights set on the Super Bowl this year. Okay, I I had leave it, um, mostly because I I don't trust in Baker Mayfield, you know mm. that, and and this is the last year for Baker Mayfield's uh, rookie contract. So next year they'll be signing him to a bigger contract obviously which means a lot of players will go so this is the browns big year to get so, there so you should take it, it. Really... you should take it it's gonna be this is the year this is this is the browns year i don't know it just doesn't add up to me man like jadavion Clowney's is good but it just it doesn't add up to me baker mayfield's too wildly inconsistent in from what i see but obviously you as a statistician uh, uh statistician if if you prefer as i i know you don't like me joking like that but um you as a statistician, you know that uh, Baker has played really well. He was one of the highest graded players last year. And so I, I just don't have enough trust in Baker. And so that's why I'm still going to leave it. For I the think Browns. there's there's like plenty more growth that could happen for him in, in regards to like their deep playoff hopes. And, and obviously that will come with time. So anyway, I, I, think, uh, I think both answers are acceptable for that one. Okay, I like that. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, take it or leave it. The New York Jets take Zach. I'm Wilson. taking it. I I feel like I've just they pretty much uh, hammered it in, into existence already. So, and if I I'll just I'm trying to anti jinx it so that Wilson will get drafted by the Niners anyway. So, <laughs> I I figured so. I I'm actually going to leave this one too. I'm going to leave it. I. I feel like maybe this whole Zach Wilson thing could be a smokescreen. The Jets were at Justin Fields Pro Day um, this last week, and I think they're going through and they're going to evaluate everything as much as they can. Um, But that leads us on to our next one. Take it or leave it. The San Francisco 49ers take Justin Fields. And I'll start by saying leave it. 
I think these two switch spots. I think Zach Wilson goes three and Justin Fields goes two. I'm I'm taking this one, so we're disagreeing on everything here. But I think just from the uh, what I saw at the stupid pro day that really doesn't even mean that much this week for Justin Fields. I feel like there's just like it's gotta it's gotta be him. He's gotta be the pick for them. So I I also think like with the Jets looking towards them with Wilson, what's their what's their purpose in needing to smoke screen other teams? Like they they have like every other player available possibly that they'd want. Would they be smoke screening to trade back or what? I I just think they don't want people to know what they're doing. I don't know. It just it just seems like the Jets are gonna pull some move and take Justin Fields. It just it's just what's coming to my mind. I, I haven't been able to get it out. I think they should be stoked about either one. So as both teams should. I I agree. I think both teams should be stoked about either one that they can get in all yeah. honesty. All right, the next one, take it or leave it on Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence's work ethic. <laughs> we probably got to explain the context on this one. The The Sports Illustrated article came out this week about him. Um, it was basically a highlight of his just highlighting his life and how like he's dealt with football in the past and like how he sees the game. And there were a couple of quotes that like caught a lot of people's attention and storyline and a lot of like talking heads um, in media outlets wanted to run run along with it. So why don't we as well? But one of the quotes from his high school coach was, he doesn't need to win to be happy. And from his dad was, not so sure he couldn't just walk away from football tomorrow. So are you taking that Trevor Lawrence really loves football enough, or are you leaving it? I'm taking it. I, I think we kind of got caught up. We kind of got spoiled for some time with players like, And not just in the football world, but in the football world, you have Tom Brady in the basketball world. We've had MJ, Kobe and LeBron, who all just seem like they have a chip on their shoulder. They always have something to prove. Whereas before that, I mean, you as a 49ers fan, what's what's Joe Montana's nickname? You know, like Joe Cool, like that's that's the thing. Like it it, we've kind of gotten caught up in this whole chip on the shoulder thing where I don't that exactly means work ethic. So I'm so you're taking it that he does love football enough okay okay yes, i'm right there with you i i think like the whole he, he had a great quote in this article about like not feeling like he needs to manufacture a chip on his shoulder like you said which i think from if anything i learned about him he's just a healthy dude although i could make the same case that i think if if um headlines like this came out about zach wilson or they came out about justin fields people would see this as a reason to drop them in their draft boards as kind of like a like um hypocrisy kind of thing so because it's lawrence and i and i feel like he's kind of been the chosen one for so long people still seem to just go along with him i think if it were a prospect that didn't have as much going for him they might not the media might not be as like kind or see him in in such a great light if that makes sense I, I agree. It it almost takes me back to like Andrew Luck. Like I feel like they have a lot of the same demeanor, but same Andrew too. Luck just didn't. Same, same voice <laughs> too. I wish. I wish I could see Trevor Lawrence's with uh, Andrew Luck's neck beard. That would be awesome. Are we worried about Trevor but... Lawrence and his long hair? Are, has there ever been a Super Bowl quarterback that that's won it with long hair? Uh, not might, that I can think of. Might be something of, uh, to worry about. I don't know. 
might want to leave that. I don't might be need might need to be worried about his height. That's one thing I've that I've heard lately is be worried about his height. No quarterback at six foot six <laughs> is ever, you know. I don't know. That's that's just some people's speculation. I think he'll be a great quarterback. I think he'll he'll do marvelous things for for yeah, the Jaguars. I'm right there with so. All right, next one. Take it or leave it. The Patriots take a quarterback in the first round. You want you want to go or you want me to go? Please I'm dive right it. in. I don't think they take a quarterback. I think they run it back with Cam Newton. Yeah, I'm leaving it too. I think they could maybe take one in the later rounds, but not a first yeah, round quarterback. Yeah, get get someone like Trask or Kellen Mond or something if they're there in the second or third round, and you should be stoked about that. I I like a guy. I like Davis Mills. I hope they get a Stanford boy, Davis Mills. I would like that. Um. All, all right, take it or leave it. The Jazz or the Suns finish with the best record in the NBA this year? Well, the Jazz might need Dwayne Wade to come in as the new owner and and, uh, fill some starting spots for Donovan Mitchell because he did just have a a pretty bad ankle injury today. So I'm going to take it because I feel like the motivation to get the one seed for the other teams in the West, at least, isn't that strong. They both have currently, I think, a a two-game lead or something like that with about 17 games to go. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take it and, and think both of them finish strong on the season. I, I, I definitely agree. I'm going to take it. I don't know which one, but I think one of them will have the one seed and the best record in the NBA. So I'm going to take yeah, it. Yeah, I, I can see both of them just finishing top two, which would be really good for their playoff chances. I think they'll need it. Okay. I like that. The, the next one I have kind of correlates with this. It's more postseason. Take it or leave it. The Lakers repeat and win the title. I'm leaving year. it. They have not been healthy like all year long, and I don't feel like the chemistry's there. I feel like it's given them chance to like see what they have in their backups and such. But I also think like it'll be really important for them to like have more time playing together with their team. And I feel like there's there's better teams in the NBA right now that have more chemistry and that they don't have maybe the same ceiling or talent. But I also don't think the Lakers this year are as good as they were last year. I I agree. I'm going to say leaving it too. I My biggest concern is Anthony Davis and his injury. We don't know how serious it is. Um, obviously, LeBron's going to be LeBron, but before AD got to LA, uh, LA did struggle because LeBron didn't have as many people to pass to, whereas he can go with AD and they both can kind of carry a team. If AD isn't healthy, then I'm very skeptical of that Lakers team, especially with with how great and how deep the West totally. is this and year. And you know my takes on uh, Gonzaga versus the field and Lakers versus the field. Give me the field, baby. Give me Justin Fields. <laughs> Give him the field. Give him Justin Fields, the Niners. All right, this is the last one for basketball. Take it or leave it. Cade Cunningham goes number one overall this year. I am taking it just because I feel like the uh, – the two contenders will probably be Suggs, Jalen Suggs, and uh, Evan Mobley. But I, I think Cade Cunningham is just exactly what teams like salivate over these days. A six-eight point guard who can shoot, who can defend, and I—he's—you're not going to go wrong with any of them. But I, I would take him number one. I—I'm—I've been kind of torn on this one because if the Timberwolves do get the number one pick, like they're projected to get. I would say take it, but 
if, if another team potentially swings in there and they want Evan Mobley, because Evan Mobley is just this this insane talent, great defensively, great offensively, or they need a an electric point guard that can score it really any time and get Jalen Suggs. I, I've kind of been on the fence for this one, and I will say, oh, leave just it. To differ with just, me. just to differ with you, and just on the fact that I don't think the Timberwolves will win the lottery and get the first. Yeah, I think pick. there's a lot of teams that, with any of any any of the bottom bottom feeding teams in the league, could use any one of those guys. So it it'll be it'll be great to see here in a couple weeks. Uh, next on our take it to leave it. Will Will Zalatoris win a major in the next two years? He's got seven chances. The newest phenom of uh, of golf right now. He uh, finished what second, right in Masters this weekend. I am gonna say yes. Leave it. I don't think as much as I liked him, as fun as it was to watch him. I think this is kind of like his like peak for the time being, and he'll have to reclimb the mountain again. Okay, I like it. He's actually playing uh, this weekend uh, again. He he just plays in every single tournament. That's that's a crazy thing because he's so young and I so. Think win, I think he'll win. I think he'll win a tournament act- too. But I, I the Masters is there. The, any major is a whole different animal. Yeah, I I agree. I I'm actually going to take it. I think uh, with with the composure he showed. I mean, he didn't really like score super great on Sunday, but a lot of people didn't score super great on Sunday. outside of Rambo really nobody climbed the ladder insanely but um I'm I'm going to take it he he seems like he's very composed he hits a beautiful ball and and I I think it's something that in the next two years with seven more opportunities he could uh he could be taken home I think he's chill enough to do it I also think he was kind of the benefit of the doubt of it was kind of like he was like I don't deserve to be here so I'm playing with house money and it doesn't even matter what I end up doing. So with the pressure being like that far off of you, I think it helps you to be able to perform better. I think in the future here as like expectations start mounting upon him and as he's become becomes more of a household name, like it'll be harder to keep that demeanor and and keep the pressure from like getting to you and in your head. If that makes sense. Oh, I definitely agree. But he did learn from one of the best. He watched Happy Gilmore in his time. You know, <laughs> he was so. actually Happy's caddy, wasn't he? Yeah, he was actually Happy Gilmore's caddy. So uh, I, he learned from the best, man. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. Watch out for, for old yeah, Willie I like, Boy. I, I'm rooting for him to win a major, I, and I hope it happens. But I'm leaving it. I, I, I love it. One more in golf. There's one more in golf. Take it or leave it. Will Tony the Tiger ever get oh, another win? You got to take that. I mean, he statistically it has to happen with how often he's at the the top of the leaderboard. I just feel for the guy. I'm I'm taking it. I was smashing him for for the uh, for a win in the Masters, man. So I've got to be taking Tony the Tiger. There was some stat you and I were talking about that he was like one of the worst uh, worst putters this weekend, yeah, right? Yeah, he actually had like. It was like three putts per uh, per green reg- regulation, so it was one of the he had one of the toughest days on the greens this this past week. Unfortunately, he didn't he didn't really hit many fairways either. But for him to finish in top ten, it's uh, pretty absurd. Still, despite those stats. Oh, oh, definitely. I I think he'll be back in in some sort of uh, tournament and and definitely get a win there. 
All right. The, the last one for take it or leave it. The inaugural question after after our first uh, our first uh, take it or leave it segment. It was it was fun. But the last question here, Scooter, I want to get to know you a little bit here. Take it or leave it. Gatorade over Powerade. I mean, I'm taking Powerade. I'm leave or I'm taking Gatorade. I'm leaving Powerade. There's way too many good Gatorades. Blue Powerade is the only good Powerade. I, I thought you were taking Powerade. I was going to be in utter shock. Well, spell no, out C. I don't think anyone would take Powerade. You got to be, you got to be. I've met people. You got to be crazy. Powerade. It tastes just like watered down Gatorade. That, it, it just doesn't have the same taste, man. Gatorade, there's so many good flavors. There's so many Blue different glass, flavors, Arctic man. There's cherry, so many. Glacier freeze. You can pretty much just put, you can pretty I'm much great... put like any like landmark then just with like an adjective and you've got a gatorade name like um <laughs> mountain uh mountain summit mountain mountain berry mountain berry is definitely one of them oh yeah mountain berry's got to be one of them ice icy uh icy dragon what about golf course green <laughs> icy dragon one, but it would be pretty good, I'm sure. What about golf course? What about golf course? Oh, I'm sure. I would even do golf course green. If they had one that was golf course green, you could see me out on the course with oh, one of those Gatorades. I guarantee Absolutely. it. Pebble Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach Freeze. No, Pe- Pebble Beach Breeze. <laughs> there it there it is. Oh. That's money. We gotta submit that to Gatorade. Gatorade and all that right sure. now. You better get on it. Well, awesome. That we'll we'll keep it a short show today. We want it to be quick, as not much has happened in in the world of sports. Um, Scooter, do you have any closing? I don't. Remarks I'm all empty. Go? All out of mark remarks. You're all empty. Well, I just want to update you on the uh, tournament going on this weekend in uh, golf. It is Friday night here, and Stuart Sink is currently 16 under. After two rounds, he has shot eight under both days, and he is leading my DraftKings to a victory. That's all I'm hoping for. So that's my update. Don't wonder that I why you to wanted to give on. give the update. Old old Sinky boy is is carrying you to a dub. Oh, old Stuart Sink. No one would have ever thought of it, but he's 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 been playing Props well the last. He's probably weeks. like one of the cheapest players too you could get. Yeah, he was middle of the pack. He was good. Right. He was good price. We'll hope you win. Need that big money. I'll keep you updated for sure. Well, thank you everybody for coming out and listening to the show. We'll be back next week, hopefully with even more uh, news and more speculations to go on and, and we'll figure some more things out, but we're so thankful as always for what you've done for us. And, and Scooter, thank you for always being a good sport and always uh, taking my leads always. and following as right always, along. buddy. 10-4 out. Good buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.